quick. Name one other sneaker pimp song. <laughs> spin, spin, sugar. Oh my god, oh. yes! That one's you did my, it. That one's like my favorite. Which one is that? Spin, spin, sugar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, that's not their second most streamed song. On Spotify, at least. This is uh, the one that uh, you guys are just talking about. This one's so fun. <laughs> oh my god, this is a 10 minute song. Oh, this is um, a remix? A remix, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, they're uh, actually the third most popular song is also Six Underground, so it's two of the same songs. <laughs> And then Bloodsport. Makes me wonder if they don't have their entire library. Uh, I don't know. Why Those wouldn't are the they? only two songs I ever knew by seeing your Yeah. It's a great song. Been on it is like, a great song. Been on like a little 90s kick lately looking mm. at some fashion trends and then that got me listening to some 90s music yes. and then started listening to this and I'm like, oh shit, what a jam. And then I pulled up the music video on YouTube and I was like, oh my God, the style in this thing is crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen the video. You haven't? I mean, I must have, but oh, I man. forget. It's it's the 90s. It's like those like crazy washed out but super vibrant colors with like the pigtail kind of like small ball hairs oh my god big baggy pants yes. and it's it's the 90s man it's great I'm having trouble with those baggy pants man I've got these great flared jeans I just can't wear them they're gonna be dragging on the ground you know <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that was the look let your pants drag yeah I was just reading an article today about Bundus, and I wondered if this oh is worth Somebody it. Somebody was writing about me? Well, I'll just say it, it made me think of you, because oh, you're okay. one of the only vegetarians I know right now. Yeah. So, so any yeah. vegetarian articles I'm about like, Bundus? This is a, yeah, yeah. A, an article about Professor Bundus. But that it actually increases your life expectancy if you're just a vegetarian. I was also reading an article about Bundus. <laughs> it, was, it, was called, uh, it was about dipshits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I immediately thought of him. I immediately thought of him. Dipshits. I don't know. Good burn. <laughs> Seems pretty 90s, I haven't heard too. that one in a while. <laughs> dipshit. Look at this dipshit. Yeah. Reminds me of Dickweed. <laughs> dickweed. Remember Dickweed? That was an 80s rap, Oh, was right? it? Yeah, I think that's 80s. I think that's even before <laughs> the 90s. Dickweed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit for brains. That one's just kind of always been around. I don't think it's ever gone out. What about a good butt wad? I haven't heard that one since a Buttwad? Never heard that. That just That's a Markham thing, I think. <laughs> It must yeah. be a Markham thing. Uh, how much extra life do you think you get if you switch to being a vegetarian? 15 years. Probably a lot. I mean, it's, haven't they just proven time and time again that it's like a better way to live and a better way for our planet? Because, you know, one of the biggest polluters to our atmosphere is cattle. Yes. Like raising cattle. Mm-hmm. And, and then they eat so much that you have to, you know, grow so much food for them to eat. And then they fart like crazy. <laughs> And emit gases that pollute the environment. That's so the truth. Gross. I know. Yeah, the average life expectancy of a vegetarian is increased by eight months. Oh, eight. So you only get an eight additional eight additional months if you decide to cut meat. And I'm like, fuck, I don't Wait think that's second. worth it. 
Did you say it's increased by eight months, meaning like it was bigger before and now it's eight months more? Or is that's from a meat eater to a vegetarian? Uh, reducing consumption of red and processed meat and eating more fruit and vegetables increases the average life expectancy by eight months. Oh, Researchers wow. also say it cuts death from heart disease, stroke and cancer. So you, you have less uh, like likelihood that you're going to die from those diseases, but you're only getting an additional eight months. That's like a season and a half, right? <laughs> or two seasons, I guess, yeah. of the year. I've been thinking, though, more and more about vegetarianism because Harvest is starting to figure things out a little bit. My five-year-old, we were watching Charlotte's Web the other day, and, you know, the little pig keeps seeing the smokehouse, and the pig doesn't know why, but the pig is afraid of the smokehouse. Yeah. Um. And then Harvest turned to me at one point during the movie because they keep threatening to take the pig to the slaughterhouse. She's like, are sausages pigs? I'm like, yeah, you know, sausages, bacon. Oh, you're adding it all up. I just told her. And also, like, when we're on the 401 and we pass one of those trucks. Oh, I hate that. I don't even like seeing that. She said to me, where are they taking them? And I'm like, well, they just got to transport them sometimes. From farm to farm. <laughs> like, fuck. Lies. What am I supposed to do? Uh, I know. It's a tough one. And it, like, I know I'm a huge hypocrite by saying I don't like passing those trucks because I love eating bacon and, you know, ham and sausages, all that stuff. Oh, dumplings, little pork in there. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I am a hypocrite. So that's fine. I remember that phase when my kids started adding it up mm-hmm. and then it would come up like it'd be like, oh, so we're eating a pig now or we're oh, eating right. a cow now. Yeah, yeah. And I would just I would always be like on the f- verge of being like, oh, I hope this isn't going to be a problem. I'd be like, yep. And I just kind of changed the subject after. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, usually kids are associating things with like almost cartoon versions of those animals. So there's a pig. E- there's even like a... a you know, I'm even more afraid that they're going to repel against it. And don't get me wrong. If they want to be vegetarians one day, that's fine. Totally. I just want it to be a decision that when they're old enough to kind of plan their own meals and make their own meals. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, like I'm a believer that uh, all that iron and all that, you know, there are some benefits to children eating meat. But mm-hmm. no, again, some would disagree with me, but it, that's just sort of how I feel. The tough thing is explaining it to them. Yeah, it's I'm in that awkward phase right now that is just heartbreaking. And it's making me think more about vegetarianism. She eats really well, though. Like, man, we eat a lot of veggies, but, you know, we do eat meat too. You must feel like a bit of a superhero, eh, Bundes, over there? Mr. Eight More Months to Live? I oh, know, dude, trust me, he, trust me yeah. he's taken off way more than eight months. So. Yeah, that's true. It's nice to get eight months back, exactly. but that's yeah. like... <laughs> How much have you lost? Oh. You traded in a few years, a for de- sure. At least a decade. <laughs> you never know, though. Like, you got a Keith Richards, right? Who yeah. just seems to like... He's You're almost so 80 right. now, and uh, some people's bodies can take a beating and come back from it. I assume he's pretty clean these days. Has to be. He's not doing heroin and all that stuff. Not that you did like the heroin form no, of. Uh, no, but uh, I'm pretty sure he still smokes like heavy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he drinks anymore either. I think he might have given that up, but I'm pretty sure he still smokes regularly. Yeah, there's always exceptions to the rule. Bundes, you have abused your body over the years, but you just might like be one of those people that it's mm-hmm. you know you're like a tank. You hear about people who quit smoking like late in life too, and then all of a sudden they die. It's almost like that quitting it was like the yeah. the trigger that started it all. Like they should have just kept smoking. Wow. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. But also, you know, you could say that about someone who's, who starts exercising and they push it and they 
have a heart attack and die. You know, or they say, I mean, my, um, my wife's one of her best friends growing up. Uh, father was getting in shape and really starting to get into a rhythm and, you know, collapsed after no. a run, heart attack. Oh, my God. And they God. were young. Do you think you'll ever quit smoking, Bundes? Is that on your list? Or, are you or gonna- vaping, I guess, is the bigger thing, right? Because you do have smokes occasionally yeah i uh i haven't had smokes in like i guess three weeks i haven't had a cigarette but um i do really like vaping yeah and uh i I want to quit like i don't want to have to need it but yeah i really enjoy it yeah so i mean fuck i've given up so much shit in my life it's like i i kind of this is like the last thing i'm holding on to this and, and coffee yeah, it's like you nobody's know? outside an AA meeting saying to the people who are standing there having a butt, like, hey, why are you smoking? You know, like, <laughs> or, or whatever, right. Narcotics Anonymous. Like, usually there's one thing where people are like, well, if you're going to have one vice, it might as well be nicotine and not opiates or alcohol dependency. I have a lot of but, alcoholics in my family because we're Irish and it just kind of runs in our blood. And they all seem to switch to sugar when they get off the alcohol. Yeah. You know, big on the sweets, big on dessert. That is your reward center moving forward. They haven't really been smoking, though. Mm. Yeah, it's about the sweets. Yeah, smoking's also good for, like, suppressing hunger, which is another reason I like it. <laughs> so you think that that you've given up enough that you shouldn't have to give nicotine? That, like, that's how you can justify it to well, yourself? Uh, I'm not saying that I shouldn't give it up. I, I know that I have to give it up, but it's not, um, it, it's not, like, I'm not pushing myself to do it immediately. Like, I've given up narcotics i don't drink regularly anymore like that i just had to recently give up as well um food i've given up so much food like i've done no carb diets i've I'm given up meat now uh my sleep schedule is fucked i feel like my whole life is a fucking mess like i <laughs> just you doing all this to make your life feel like healthier and yes, better yes but it's still it's just a chore it's like every day i wake up and i'm like i'm fucking counting hours down okay like in three hours i get to finally eat something and then two hours after work i have to be in the gym and then i have to shower and i have to do this this it's like my whole life is planned out and i just i hate that feeling yeah you know what it's gonna be like though did you ever watch one of those videos online and it's somebody who's doing a painting and you just don't understand what's happening and mm-hmm. they you know and then all of a sudden they turn it upside down they put one more color on it and you're like boom I see the picture now. Yeah. Maybe that's your life right now. It's just <laughs> chaos and lots of things happening, but then all of a sudden, you just flip it upside down and boom! Yeah. It was don't all for fi- a reason. <laughs> don't you find like some serenity in the routine of it all, though? Like most times, humans love the like, okay, when I get to eat now, and then I have my workout, and then I do this. Like, don't you like that? Or are you just finding it too monotonous? Monotonous. Uh, yeah. Do you like, need more uh, hobbies? It might be the pandemic too. Nah, like, no, no, it's, it's Bundes doesn't have enough hobbies that take him outside of his. Um, other than working out, that bring you outside of your condo for a long time. Picking up girls was like your hobby. <laughs> That's the only thing I like to do. No, seriously. Yeah, I'm not even making a joke about mm-hmm. it. You know, there's just people like I. I always I'll see someone who has tons of dough. Like they're multimillionaires. And they're still working. And I'll think, you know, the only reason why they're still working is they don't have enough to do and enough interests that they want to, like, pursue mm. that they just get bored if mm-hmm. they're not working. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's you, that would be you if you had, like, a bunch of money. Like, you, would, you have to figure out some hobbies, I think, that keep you busy. I keep talking about you getting a boat. But, like, <laughs> you know, maybe happen. that's not it. But that would have you out and working on it and uh, fixing things. And, I mean, your car is that to a certain extent, except you have to travel to get to your car, your vet. Yeah, I mean, for me, 
my music in the past was that thing. Yeah. I, I loved doing it. That's all I focused on. It was all I worked on, all I ever thought about. And I loved that. And Get another band together. Yeah, it's, it's, but I, I'm past that stage in my life now, you know? Oh. And, and I really miss it because I miss, I miss that feeling of purpose and like having something to do every day. Mm. Um, and like even, even my pals, like as much as I love my friends, like, the last thing I want to do is fucking talk to them on the phone or like meet up with them for a coffee and rehash the same shit we talked about a million times over and over again. And and uh, like it's nice to do every once in a while with everybody, but like genuinely the thing that like really got me out, the thing that like got me to groom myself and shop and look good and feel good was women. I loved going out, sleeping with random women. That shit gets me high. Mm-hmm. And without that now, not to say that I don't enjoy my life uh, with, with uh, you know, the Friday Night Lady Friend. It's just I feel like there's definitely a lack of purpose in my life mm. or meaning and like you know i've i've looked at so many different things from like joining the military to you know and anything just to like find something that would give me a sense of like excitement meaning doing something different every day mm-hmm. like just just something that was that would excite me mm-hmm. that would make me feel alive the military eh that's interesting cuz you don't you don't like to be told what to do you hate that yeah i do yeah so like that would be the exact opposite like you know like you know yeah 100 percent. i i don't and there's you don't like governments making decisions for you yeah and there are there are issues <laughs> with with that 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to war i don't believe in this war too yeah. bad get on maybe it's the uh, call of duty that's making you feel that way though no it's not it's not call of duty I, it's been something that i've always been interested in and it's not because of it's it's because I'm, I'm fascinated with being in different countries, being presented in situations where you have to problem solve to like make something happen. I really like the idea of the camaraderie with like your brothers and sisters and like being with a tight knit group of people. Mm-hmm. Like, or, you know, if it was flying planes, like being in, I like things that put you on the edge of death because I found that every time in my life when I was riding that line of like, I could possibly die doing this, that was the moment I felt like I was most alive. Why don't you become like, um, do they call them missionaries? Like people who travel around and just do like charity work in different countries okay. that could be dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that what that is? Well, uh, a missionary has a religious uh, yeah. connotation. Okay. To well, it, yeah. whatever the, the non-religious version of a missionary person, like somebody who's just going out or you could be get like a cameraman for uh, CNN or, or in, you know, and be sent off to these dangerous places that are in turmoil you know? I, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know if there's a need for that anymore. You'd almost have to be the reporter and the camera person. Yeah. Mm. Secret I, service kind of guy. Private. Uh, well, who doesn't want to be in the secret service? But not secret service, <laughs> but like private security. But you don't have Ooh. like a certain set of skills like uh, well, they he have could. taken. He, could. he, he has some <laughs> I mean, skills. He can pick up anybody. <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't say you love to fight. You know how to fight. Yeah, but, but do you know how to fight smart in a way that would make you employable in that world? Discreet fighting. Well, I mean, I would have to, if I was going to go down that path, there would have to be lots of classes that I would re, like, or retake or take again or training. Or s- tr- new stuff that you'd have to learn in order yes. to get in tip top shape. Because the guys that do that stuff for a living, that they, they, they can they can kill you with like, just a karate with, chop yeah, to like your they, deltoid. They, they train and they know how to do this stuff day in day. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not at that level. No, 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 no. They but stick not, that one finger right in that part of your throat. You're, you're like, like totally ah, done. That's it. I'm you can't dead. move. <laughs> I'm not saying that it has to be something violent. I'm just talking in general that I feel as sometimes that I'm missing a lack of purpose. And it could be, it could simply be something as like I just I'm at that point where I don't have a family and maybe that's that missing component in my life. 
Oh Why? yeah, that'll fuck up your routine pretty good. Yeah, you you want something that interferes with your schedule <laughs> day? Yeah, a family that'll knock about That's, eighteen years off that schedule. It's a crazy perspective though, and like it does give you this amazing sense of purpose. I I would say, but I wonder like if you were single again and at the clubs, do you think you would have the same gratification now that you did back then? Do you think it would give you that high and that rush still? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know that it would still get me, give me the rush. It's, it's in short the, bursts, right? Yeah, it's just, it's the simple act of like being in a place, meeting a stranger, getting that like chemistry going with someone, mm. and just talking and seeing what can happen. The moment it's over, the moment the night's over, you wake up the next morning, it's like you forgot all about it. It's like a drug. It's, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a drug. You talk about it like you're an addict. Yeah. So like probably not the best path to go down. No, I know it's not the best path. Yeah. To go down. I'm getting too old for that shit too. Like, and like all my friends are all married. It's, it, it's not I, the same. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like that old weird dude that's going out. Well, you go to different clubs. You come to my place. You know it's what just, I mean? Yeah, guy. I know. You're but, single guys, you know? I know, I know. Where you, you're more age appropriate. Sure. No, I I think there's a bigger picture here. I mean, you just got to work on yourself, right? You got to work on yourself to find that uh, what's going to bring though. you happy. I've been wor- like that. I don't mean physically work on yourself. I know, and you do like you're spiritually working on yourself all the time as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like l- trying. It's just like ever since the band stopped and that music went away, and I turned to drugs. It really like, and once I got off of the drugs, it really like I really realized how fucked up my whole life was, and how like my brain was so dependent on, like how, how my my addictive personality. Like it really became apparent and how empty I was inside, and what I was turning to to fill this this hole mm. in me. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I just I can't seem to fill it with anything. Other than sailing, shit that's gonna kill you. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you get a sailboat, you start sailing around the world. It doesn't take a lot of money to do that. You can do it on smaller boats. You want to be living on the edge of death. Boom, right there. Storm coming, head out. <laughs> Batting down death. the hatches, we're going out. He does not want a boat, okay? Get that into your head. Well, it's too bad because if he did, it would make things a lot easier. Then <laughs> you could just go sail. Like, you know what stops me from wanting to sail around the world? Is being on the edge of death. I don't want to be on the edge of death. I want to be on the edge of like complete and utter safety and comfort. <laughs> right. And in order to do that, you got to spend a lot of money on a boat and have a lot of money. And I don't have enough to do that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Definitely not. Well, if you're a therapist, if you're listening to this and you have some insight, let us know. We're all in transition, guys. It's these crazy moments in life. Somebody told me once when I was going through my divorce. Like, you're most comfortable if you think of life as like a nucleus. And when you're in the center, that's when you're most comfortable. But it's when you're spinning around out of control that you're doing the most growing as a human. So you're in that phase right now. This is living, baby! Yeah, and he's getting eight more months of it than us. (laughs) Just to bring it back to that original article. (laughs) The Bundus article. (laughs) See ya, dipshits. (laughs) Later, (laughs) dipshits. Um, what? Budwad. Budwad. It's like a 12-year-old Burns. <laughs> the Daily Take Two is coming up next. My husband, Matt, just this week said, I'm going to get a tattoo. Uh, I'm going to go now. I'm like, what? You're going now? What are you getting? He said, 
I'm going to get a pinup, but the pinup will be you. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh no. my! <laughs> I'm like, hold I mean, on, yes, hold on, yes, <laughs> yes, do it, do it. No, you see, I do have a, I have a couple of issues with that. Although I'm very flattered, which I said to him. So uh, wait, explain what that means. I, like a pinup s- is essentially like a sexy kind of. What era is that? Bundes 1940s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, like World War II kind of thing. Yeah, fancy model. Yeah. So I have two issues with it. Number one, I think it's really hard to find somebody who's who special specializes in that and who could do a good job. Yeah. And this is a guy, my husband, who will just walk in anywhere and ask ask for a pinup. So if it's going to be me, yeah. you have to find somebody who's actually pretty good at doing it if it's supposed to replicate somebody in particular, I think. Also, are you going to hold true to the body shape or are you going to exaggerate it like some pinup model pictures? You my know what I mean? Pinups usually have big boobs. Like right? huge hips, like very <laughs> like big curves, right? I'm an A cup. You know? Yeah, so what? how would you feel if he got you done on his, uh, what part of the body? I hope it's like the somewhere. The arm. It's down low on the yeah. arm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be able to see it. I hope it's like like a super exaggerated version of you. <laughs> like, uh, I'm thinking Jessica Rabbit with oh, your head on it kind of thing. Yeah, see, I don't know about that. And then the second thing is, is I, I said, you know, I don't know how I feel about a sexualized version of myself on your arm where like our daughter can see it. Plus, I hope there's a crease or it's like a clump of hair that makes it look like you have a beard or a mustache because it's the arm. He's a hairy guy. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it'd be great if we could trim around your face with like a little razor or something and make it look like his arm hair is your actual hair. What a great idea. Isn't that a lovely idea? No. So yesterday he comes up and he's like, okay, I've got another idea. And it's so it's evolved now. And I'm feeling a little bit better about this idea. And he's Mm -hmm. literally got an appointment next week. Okay. It's going to be a heart with like a blade going through it. And then uh, my name in the heart, which is I'm very flattered again. But doesn't that kind of make it seem like he broke your heart or you cut it open <laughs> well, if your name's on the inside? That's what I'm feeling right I'm away. I'm just wondering, too, like if there's a little bit of like a relationship curse that can happen when you go down that road. Like I remember somebody telling me in radio, the moment you put a pool in your backyard, you get fired every single time. Yeah. Or it's, you put a microphone as a tattoo on your arm. I know you, people. You get fired. I, I know a guy. He was, uh, he was so bad in radio. Really nice guy. And he got this big-ass microphone put on his arm. Probably a month later, he was fired. And I don't know if he ever worked in radio again. That's the thing. Is it a relationship curse to have your name tattooed on somebody? I like the idea of a pinup better than the heart, because the heart reminds me of every Ed Hardy t-shirt that's ever existed. That's like a synonymous. But I think with the pinup girl, what you have to do is you have to do the classic girl with the bandana on and the arm like she's like doing the bicep curl. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I do. And I don't know if you need to write more on it, but I think it can be insinuated that like that's his strong woman, you know, on his arm. Bundus with the tattoo ideas. Yeah, I think that's a little bit better than than the heart. I just have like little tiny minuscule biceps though, you know. (laughs) You know what I'm just realizing though? I have huge calf muscles. (laughs) Can that be for like... (laughs) I just realized I'm going to get a Mora tattoo on my body. (laughs) I've known you almost as long as your husband. Sure, what are you going to get? actually. We met way before you met your husband. Well, it's going to be your face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. That's great. I'm definitely going to incorporate one nipple as one of your eyes though. (laughs) Oh, that's that's nice.
We're just talking about Maura's husband planning on getting a tattoo. Uh, one thought was to have a pinup version of Maura tattooed on his body. Yes. And, that, you know, I think Mbundus is onto something because I was worried it was going to be a little bit too sexy. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the daughter, my daughter. I don't want my daughter seeing a sexualized version of myself, but Bundus recommended, what is she called? Ro- Rosie? Is that what her name is? Rosie the Riveter or something like that? That's a great... I don't know her name. I've just seen the picture so many times. Rosie yeah, the yeah. Riveter. Let me pull that up here. Yeah, that it's it, yeah, that that's the that's the look. It's the woman yes. flexing her bicep yes. and she's like got it yeah, it was like a World War II strength symbol for the I guess the females who yeah, were they were going into work in the factories to build the planes that were being sent over. There you go. To fight the war. Yeah, and there's like lots of different artistic interpretations of that iconic image that oh. you, you could play off of. What's going on, Heidi? Guess what? I have the perfect tattoo for your husband. All right. And it will fill all the aspects of you being looking like a figure, but not too sexy. Uh, you can still have your little bit of midriff showing. Uh, you were in RoboCop. Make yourself into a RoboCop. Yeah, <laughs> Mara and RoboCop combined into one, like ha- like mostly metal, and then like half the face is Mara's face. That is probably the best idea I've heard, and I'm not even joking. Yeah, it's kind of badass, isn't it? Yeah, like a ro- yeah, like half oh. RoboCop, half Mara. Yeah. But you know, the only thing we have to think about here: what if somebody doesn't know you were in RoboCop? <laughs> Of course, there's nobody who hasn't heard Everyone that. Knows. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Heidi, thanks a lot. No problem. Have a great one, guys. <laughs> I should get that tattoo, actually. I've never thought of getting a tattoo, but if there's one, I should get... Robocop. Robomora. Man, oh, seriously. Come on. Robocop flexing a muscle <laughs> with you as the face. Should you ever get your significant other's name tattooed on your body? Is that like a curse? Is that a bad thing? A lot of people have done it. We got a text from Jay who says his girl has his full name tattooed down below. Oh, yeah. And they've been going six years strong. All right. That's going to be real awkward if that doesn't uh, uh, work pan out. out. Yeah. Well, I and guess the next she was. Person that go... Yeah. That's not she good. must have been pretty confident. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tammy says her and her husband have matching tattoos and it's their initials intertwined with their wedding date. That's oh, boy. Sweet. Yeah. Sloan, what's your take on all this? You should never put a either a name or a picture of like a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend because you never know if they're going to be in your life forever i mean more you're divorced what happens if you had gotten a tattoo of your husband or if you were or if your picture was on his arm or something and you're no longer together then what do you do but a parent or a child that i think is okay because it's someone who's never going to be yeah they're always your kid if i put my kid on my arm they're always going to be my kid regardless of what our relationship is they're always going to be part of me yeah yeah, and I think it's great to have, I mean, not me personally, I'm not someone who would ever want to get a tattoo, but anyone who, you know, uh, immortalizes their child on their body somewhere, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. So what about initials? Because I'll give you like a thought I had. I have this tattoo idea that involves like a compass as part of it. It's kind of like a nautical theme. And instead of like the compass directions, I would put my kids' initials 
as you know part of my moral compass and uh and then i was thinking of incorporating my wife's initials would that be bad or are you thinking you should stay away from that I don't think it would be bad. I think that if you get divorced, you look for someone who has a name that starts with a D. Yeah. Well, D. Yeah, that narrows it down a bit. You do yeah. have a dog named Lola, and D stands is also the same. Dog. Like dog. It's for dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, you could do that. Well, you know what? My my wife's initials are DL, so it could be my dog Lola. There dog you go. You can do it. There it is. There it is. But what if I, I was thinking of also including my dog's name in that, too. But. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can put her in the center of your company. This. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. If I'm Deb and Lola gets to be in the middle, yeah, Lola's north. That's where my company. That's it. So I always know where north is. I think of my dog. What? Well, <laughs> it's interesting Some stuff to think insight. about. Yeah. Thank you, Sloan. No problem. Jessica says, "Don't do the tattoo. My ex had my initials tattooed on his finger. I begged him, him not to do it. We ended up splitting up months later." Well, she knew then that it was going to break she up. Knew. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're begging someone not to do that, it's because you already know you're like halfway out the door already. And Alyssa says, "You know, my ex wanted to get my name tattooed on him. It would have been awkward now that we're not together anymore." Yeah, my, I mean, a lot of people will redo tattoos, right? They'll yeah. add stuff to it to cover over things, add or just layers. remove the tattoo entirely Mm -hmm. it's a whole industry based on getting rid of bad idea tattoos i'm sure i wonder in that business of tattoo removal what percentage is based on people that are no longer in relationships whether it's like a face or initials or a name that kind of thing yeah or what what, is it half the work they do is is removing that i would bet 90 percent. the other 10 percent is like drunk stupid nights you got something done yeah It's Tucker Amora. There's something you should know about A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, formerly with Jennifer Lopez. What you should know is he was a former baseball player. He played for the Yankees, and they hate him in Boston. Oh, boy, do they hate him. Um, They hate him because he's A-Rod and was like a cheater, and they hate him because he was part of the Yankees. Something else you should know is that in Boston... They love Ben Affleck. He's a hometown boy. You're damn right he is. He's always giving props to Boston. He's a Red Sox fan. (laughs) And anyway, A-Rod was in Boston. He's covering the American League Championship Series. Mm -hmm. And the fans in Boston are chirping him. (laughs) And it's getting savage. And it's great. (laughs) (laughs) So this is outside. He's at like a desk. He's. They've got like the outdoor desk set up okay. where all the experts are there weighing in on the game and they're doing it in front of all the fans. So, you know, they have like a little bit of the clear glass around and they're using his uh, former relationship with J-Lo as the main source of uh, the troll. Nice. Action. <laughs> so let me play you some of the audio here. Hey, hey Ron, What's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> <laughs> There is no way A-Rod is not hearing this. A-Rod! Ben Affleck's got J-Lo! How do you like them apples? <laughs> you know what? That's a reference to, oh, of course. Sure. That's a reference to Goodwill Hunting, a famous scene where Matt Damon, you know, gets uh, the girl's number. Puts Wait. it up on the, uh, on the, how about them uh, apples? How about them apples? <laughs> A-Rod! Ben Affleck's got J-Lo! How do you like them apples? 
<laughs> I love this guy's uh, enthusiasm. It's oh, great. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. If there's something you should know about Boston fans, they are savage. Mm. And any opportunity they can get to get under your skin, they're going to take it. Amy feels a little sorry for A-Rod in this moment. She says that's hilarious, but poor guy. You know, I, yeah. I thought that too, because... When a relationship comes to an end like that, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were on course to be married. Were they not engaged? I mean, they were on that path. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, they were on all the red carpets and... uh, Yeah. We don't even really know what happened there, do we? No, we don't. It just kind of broke up and then he tried to save it and then she was having none of it. And then... Ben Affleck moved in there so fast. Oh my God, the door hadn't even closed <laughs> behind A-Rod and Ben Affleck was squeaking in there. Don't feel bad for A-Rod. A-Rod is like a notorious womanizer. He used to have like gift baskets that he would leave for the women that after he'd sleep with them once or twice, you know, like... Like the breakup gift basket yeah, with like, some like signed merch and stuff. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like a famous A-Rod story. Oh, that's gross. A-Rod's <laughs> made the bed. He's got to lay in now and he deserves every bit of trolling that comes his way. He's He's had a fine life. I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. I also think if, if you know, if A-Rod is like, he seems like a pretty cool guy. I kind of feel like he would laugh in his head at this a little bit. Probably. Um... Okay, so because I mean, if you're a Rod, you have millions of dollars. Yeah. You've slept with countless beautiful women. Mm. Like, you you're working for a sports network. What do you care? Like <laughs> you, yeah, like yeah, what do you worth care? Hundreds of millions of what dollars. Okay, yeah. we'll stop feeling sorry yeah. for him. Sure. Yeah, this is uh, a whole bunch of people chanting J Lo behind him. They're all getting in it. <laughs> Uh, Mike says A-Rod is worth $350 million. He can wipe his tears with a $100 bill if he yeah. wants to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he should be like, turning around telling all these Boston fans. <laughs> <laughs> Just to show him his, like, uh, his bank statement and be like, how do you like them apples? <laughs> ben Affleck's got J-Lo! How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a date for a wedding, but you don't want to bring somebody that you're actually dating because then they got to meet the whole family? It's going to fast forward the relationship, right? You don't want to send the wrong message, Professor Bundes. Right. So bring a random. Bring a rando. <laughs> or maybe, a rando. maybe you don't want to go solo and you're single at the time. Okay. Would you be willing to take a stranger to a wedding? Yeah, I'd hire an escort, sure. <laughs> A professional. A professional. Well, professional's a little bit different. I'm talking about just a random stranger. Tinder has launched a feature called Plus One. And when you got Plus One activated on your profile, it signals to everybody that you're either looking for or willing to be a Plus One. And they added this because apparently there's one hell of a backlog for weddings thanks to COVID-19. And now all of a sudden... Weddings are starting to come up in rapid succession. I'm going to a wedding this weekend and people don't have a date and they want one. Big mistake. Take a random to a wedding. Big mistake. Way better to go to a wedding on your own. Where do you think the T-Bird had like one of his very few one night hookups? Yeah. At a wedding? It was after a wedding. hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. You're dressed up. You're looking good. 
the love is in the air already. <laughs> and then somebody else is like, you, you, you start hanging out with those other people that don't have dates. And then boom, already you've got like, you're, you're on the right path. Yeah, serious damage can be done when you when you show up at a wedding by yourself. You tend to always leave with somebody. Like serious damage as in some good damage. Like some good damage, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You tend to always leave with somebody? Well, Bundus, yeah. I mean, like I if mean. you're going to a wedding where like the groom or the bride is your is your friend and it's like in the same age range yeah there's always single bridesmaids or single girlfriends there or single single guys there that are looking to hook yeah, this up this might sure. ruin that actually because now people can just find a date on tinder and take them there but a lot of people a lot of skeptics are saying oh my god this is the worst idea because you're going to have that person who is there for the open bar who's yeah. going to make a fool of themselves when they put YMCA on and the dance floor gets flooded and that's you're plus one. You have to deal with them. Right? What if you said you were going to bring a plus one and then you get dumped, but you still want to show up yeah, with well, somebody hot to impress your family? Sure. <laughs> hire an escort. Done. Yeah, hire an hire escort. They're pros. Yeah, yeah, They're not yeah. going to make a fool of themselves. It's probably expensive, though. Yeah, it's probably. A whole night like that? It's worth it. God, I, I remember being at uh, my buddy Mike and Deb's wedding, and uh, I'd been with my Deb for a little while. But there were a bunch of us, uh, all with our significant others, and we were sat at a table with, like, the hottest single women. Was... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the hottest. The hot table? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was the like, hot and available just, table. Yeah. You're just thinking, man, <laughs> I were single. I wonder how this would play out. Probably I'd go home alone. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. And all your dates are like, is this over yet? My feet are hurting. No, I <laughs> Deb had a great time, but okay. still, all all the guys were like, "Man, this is tough." Oh, weddings! I'm so excited. I can't wait for more weddings. I haven't been to a wedding in a while. Oh, they're coming! Yeah. They're I've, coming for you. Bundes must be in prime wedding season, or just almost out of it. I remember, like when I was 30, was that was the year I think we had seven or eight to go to within 12 months. Yeah, it was too many. It's nice to have one a year. You have to say no to some some of them because you can't afford seven yeah. or eight weddings, right? I did a bunch uh, just before the pandemic started, mm. and uh, it looks like some more will be coming up soon. Perhaps yeah. your own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even funny. I'm kidding. For more Perhaps, Perhaps you will be the groom. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if you live next to a busy street where you hear tons of horns and sirens, I mean, man, it could, this is my situation. It can be so annoying. And it feels like they're getting louder. I mean, we need emergency crews to get where they need to go, but is there a better way? India is trying to figure this out. I think they're a little heavy on the horn in India. Oh, yeah. Like in some countries, the horn you only use if you really need to. In other countries, it's more of like a, it's a thing that you're constantly hitting because it's a part of the, the drive, you know? Hey, how you doing? Beep, 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 beep. Oh, out of my way. Beep, 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 beep. Hey, can I get in? Beep. Yeah, yeah, you know? you're just yeah. beeping all the time. It's like a language. It's yeah. <laughs> So India's federal transport minister says that soon he will be introducing a law to replace the sound of horns with the sound of Indian musical instruments. I think this is brilliant. I mean, especially if you're in a country where they're horn heavy, why not pick something uh, nice to hear? 
right? He's also considering replacing sirens used by ambulances and police vehicles with a more pleasant tune. <laughs> There's a concert going on, and I, I want to walk towards the sound instead of away from it. I mean, look, sirens have existed in very, like, abrasive forms for decades and decades. So, I don't know, probably a couple hundred years even. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you don't want to take something that you normally associate with being pleasant and turn it into a negative. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. Okay. My alarm used to be birds chirping. Okay. Okay. It was, it's part of that like sleep app with your iPhone. It yes. would just start off as subtle and then get louder and louder. And it was just birds chirping. Okay. And it was lovely in one respect. Mm-hmm. But then I started to resent birds chirping. <laughs> I would be out on like a weekend morning or something yeah. or whatever. Or just, you know, in those early days of summer, yes. kind of early June. And you hear the birds and you're like, oh, it's so lovely. But I lost that. I lost it. All I could think about is that's my damn alarm. Oh, my God. And so I had, it was a negative association with something that was normally positive. Positive. Same thing when you use a song. If you ever use a song to wake you up, you can choose from your, you know, your iTunes or whatever. Sure. Eventually, I started hating the song because to me, that (laughs) meant like it was negative. So they have to be careful that they don't pick something that they cherish. Because I think eventually people will become resentful over that. Bundus, what's your alarm? Do you wake up to the like the, the siren? The worst sound you could possibly oh, yeah. pick on your phone is my is my sound. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, like the there's going to be an air attack alarm. Whatever. Eighteen of them set up to go like in like seven minute increments. Oh my god, that's horrible, right? It sounds like the worst. I mean, I think this is an awful idea. I, 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 I'm hearing what you're saying about the negative association, but can we pick a better horn then? Well, they definitely could have things, uh, uh, you know, like I think the Tesla sort of has some noises you can play oh, outside yeah. of your car. Instead of the horn, you can pick something else. But it'd be cool if you had different buttons on your wheel that you could hit where it was just like, hey, can I get in here? <laughs> you know, just like that over and over again. Trying to get in here. Trying to get in here. Trying to get in here. You know? <laughs> or like a thank you button you could press, you know? Because sometimes you want to give the wave. Like, yeah. imagine your car could just say thanks. Yeah. Or, it went green. Time to go. Get off your phone. Time to go. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.